0: Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast, where you can find tools and inspiration for working mums who are ready to overcome the mental load so that they can live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in their everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello and welcome back to the next instalment of the Balancing Act podcast. Woohoo! I'm still really excited to say that. I'm not sure the novelty will ever wear off. So how are we all doing? I hope you're keeping well at the minute. I know things can feel very overwhelming at, at this time of year. In any case, never mind everything that 2020 has thrown at us already. So... Yeah, I hope everyone is making a little bit of time for for some self TLC and looking after yourselves. Today, I am bringing you an extra juicy episode. I'm going to be telling you all about what coaching actually is and what value a coach can bring to your life. And why I wanted to talk about this was before I qualified as a coach myself, I'd had just over a year of being coached but I didn't before that I didn't really understand what coaching was. I didn't understand the potential value that it could bring to my life and I didn't understand why I would want one. I think I'd maybe come across coaching as a term in American movies but that was about it but after my initial experience it's a bit cliché to say it was like life changing but the shift in mindset that i experienced was like phenomenal and that was my main motivation for going to get qualified myself because i felt that it was too much of a like a hidden gem to not pass on to other working mums And so now I I call myself a balance coach. And what that means is I support other working mums in finding the right balance of their energy, not necessarily their time, but their energy that they put into their career, their family life and time for themselves in order that they can feel Fulfillment and purpose and that they're really um, like maxing out their potential. What might be useful is if I start by setting the scene and telling you what sort of led me to, to seek out a coach in the first place. Now, before I say this, I have to mention that I'm from Belfast and one of the skills we have is divulging our entire life story within like the first five minutes of meeting people. So I'll try not to overshare, but um, just tell you enough to sort of set the scene. So if we go back to school, I guess I worked really hard at school. I was a bit of a maths geek. And so it was it felt like the natural progression for me to go on to study science at uni which I did and really really enjoyed those I had four years there over which time I worked really hard played really hard and enjoyed myself and after that I was successful in getting a job in the corporate world after completing an internship so I'd met my now husband at uni and we both moved up to Scotland together pursue more or less the same job with the same company as well and it was a really fun time for us we got into lots of new hobbies so you might know Scotland is like amazing for the outdoors there's all sorts right on your doorstep and we learned how to rock climb we went climbing in winter here which is a real it has a real adventure about it and we really made the most of of like getting out as much as we possibly could. We also enjoyed the disposable income that came with our, our new jobs. And we travelled lots, sometimes just like jetting away for a weekend climbing with with our friends. And we also enjoyed like meeting like minded people here. The social scene was fantastic so most people had moved up for, for work and were, were in the same boat and everybody was very open to new adventures and trying out new things which was, was a great fun. Then in the workplace as well, the workplace environment was really really good and the job, it had the intellectual challenge that went with it as well. So I really liked the sense of accomplishment that came from the job and I think a large part of that was having a job that lived up to sort of standard measures of success in that it had a good and stable salary, there were flexible working hours, it wasn't a high stress environment to be in and there were lots of benefits that that came along with it. And one of those was the maternity leave policy. So I was able to make use of that when I had my first son back in 2017. I had a year's maternity leave, which was amazing in so many ways. It was such a wonderful experience. And I feel really grateful for the time that I was able to spend one-on-one with my son when he was so young. And seeing those early stages of development like really made me wonder at just how incredible human development is so it was great and I also happened to have a few friends here who were off on maternity leave at the same time and most of them had older kids so they were able to offer me lots of of tips and advice which I really appreciated but I think despite all of that That year still felt like the steepest learning curve of my entire life which I totally did not anticipate and I think for me a large part of it was the dramatic change in lifestyle and you know I had anticipated that to some extent beforehand but I didn't anticipate just how difficult I would find it and that meant that I felt constantly trapped then in this like seesaw of emotions between absolutely loving being a mum and being really grateful for all the wonderful things that went along with it but then also like really quite desperately missing aspects of my former life that it felt like I'd almost gone cold turkey on in some respects. So, you know, we had tried to integrate our baby into some small scale adventures, like going on walks up, up hills nearby. But for me personally, I just find that when I went beyond those things, then it felt too stressful. And so I guess I just felt this real loss of freedom. For me, I think the hard part was I felt almost like part of my identity had been taken away. And I found it really difficult to see myself outside of being a mum, which had been, you know, outside of being a mum had been my entire identity pre-kids. And now I understand that that's quite common, but at the time I didn't appreciate that. I felt like I was the only one and... You know, I was almost, I was so reluctant to talk out about it because I felt like I felt guilty for feeling this way, I guess. And then on top of that, I was massively sleep deprived. So my my son just, he was wonderful in every way, apart from the fact he just did not sleep. And now I understand why sleep torture works. It was just, it really plays with your head, I think. But I managed to get through all that relatively okay. And it wasn't then until I went back to work that with the added stress of juggling a job that I began to realise that I was actually struggling. And I think there part of the difficulty, ironically, was that I went back to work part-time. And so I didn't even have my job to give me that sense of who I was anymore because the adjustment to, to part-time working took a while as well. And at the start I felt like I just couldn't compete with my peers. Which is a feeling that that went after a while but as I say in those early days it was a difficult adjustment to make. And I think why I was so reluctant to admit that I was like struggling was that I had a fantastic support network in place. So my husband and I had a good connection where we could, you know, talk about things. We split stuff at home. We were really good at giving each other time off and even time away from like work, family, on a small and a large scale. I had Lots of great friends, you know, some who I saw regularly and others who were always there at the end of the phone or a text message. And then we also saw family reasonably frequently. And also we knew that they were also on hand if we did want the, the odd night away or needed backup at any time. And even in work, my boss was really like super understanding. He had a young family himself And I felt like I could be open and honest with him and my colleagues as well, who were very supportive in, you know, almost giving me the pick of of the projects that I wanted to work on that would give me the most fulfillment. So I just kept thinking to myself that it should all feel a lot easier than it actually did. You know, on paper, I had the the perfect setup and I thought like if I'm struggling then when people don't have these things in place how on earth are they did they do it and there wasn't any one thing that I could put my finger on as being the problem I just generally felt overwhelmed a lot if not all of the time and so what did I do I do what well, I did what we all do in these situations I turned to giggle, and Surprisingly, Google did not tell me the answer. But what did happen was one night when I was sitting with the iPad in front of the TV, an email popped into my inbox. And for some reason, I just felt compelled to open it. It was a newsletter from a company that I don't usually pay much attention to. But on this night I did. And in the, the newsletter was a profile of a girl who had quit her career in the RAF and dabbled in a few different things including international travel and then become a coach. And there was just something about her story that I really connected with and it perked my curiosity so I got in touch with her and we started working together almost within I think the week of me receiving that email and that was it that was the start of my coaching journey so we worked together both on a one-to-one basis and um, I participated in a group program that she was running and that was all over the course of about six months and as I said at the start it just had a massive impact on me over that time of working together my life didn't change hardly at all on the outside but how I felt on the inside shifted really quite dramatically and it was a my like it was my mindset I think as much as anything and that shift is something that has stayed with me now permanently it wasn't like you know it worked while well, we worked together and then it's you know it's sort of it's and by the wayside, it's something that it, it felt like a permanent change and once I'd realised that that was possible then I just like, couldn't go back and so that brings us then nicely on to what a coach actually does, what was it that we did together that brought about such like huge shifts and really dramatic process. As a coach I truly believe that everyone deep down knows what it is that they really want. So it's my job to ask the right questions and then actively listen to your answers to help you uncover what that actually is. And sometimes that's an easy process and maybe you know straight away what it is you want, you just don't know how to get there. But sometimes I would say more often it's buried a little bit deeper. And so we know deep down what it is that we want, but we put all these barriers in place. Sometimes they can be, they can seem like real logistical barriers, but more often they're not. They're self-limiting beliefs where you don't have the confidence or think that you're not the sort of person that like, almost deserves that thing. And so I help you unravel all of that and get to the bottom of it. So once we uncover that we then work together to articulate some goals and put a plan in place for reaching them and that's I guess the second part of the learning journey. Sometimes when you then start start working towards the goals you find some resistance um, or you may find that actually that goal wasn't the one for you and it needs modified So I'm there every step of the way to give you both accountability and support like as your cheerleader when you really need it. So how do you know if coaching is the right thing for you? Well I think that the first and most important thing is that you have to really want to make a change. I... Although I will be there to support you and give you that accountability I will never ever force you into doing anything nor will I give you advice or tell you that you should or shouldn't be doing something. Like The goals are yours and yours alone. I'm completely unattached to the, out- the outcome. I want the right thing for you and I want you to find the thing that it is that you want. So... For coaching to be effective you need to have that inner drive and that real desire to want to make a change and want to reach your goals and you need to be able to show up and invest both the time and the energy and the effort in yourself. You also then need to have like funds available for the financial transaction I think and It's been my experience that the financial exchange is actually very much an exchange of energy. A good analogy is say you buy a pair of jeans and say those jeans cost you 20 quid. You're an awful lot less inclined to take really good care of them and you probably don't expect them to last that long. You don't expect that much from them for that amount of money. Whereas If you spend like 200 pounds on a pair of jeans, you better be sure that they are the best jeans that you will ever wear. And I know for me, they would have to last a lifetime. So they would be treasured and they would be well taken care of and they would be really looked after. So then lastly, I think you need to be open minded. So one of my own coaches talks about the idea that if you're able to daydream about something, then you're able to create it for yourself. And this isn't about having loads of confidence to make massive decisions and make huge changes and like radical changes to your life. But it is about having the willingness and the openness to experiment with different things and try things to find out what works for you and what doesn't. Because in my experiences, it's been a little bit of trial and error. So when you work towards your goals, they don't have to be set in stone You may get a little bit down the path and find that something doesn't work and needs refined and tweaked. But if you approach it as thinking of it as an experiment, not something that has to be that way forever, then it gives you, you know, it feels a lot less scary for one thing. And then it also gives you that openness to refine and tweak as you go along. So... If any of this is part of your interest and you're curious to find out more, then please, please feel free to get in touch. I offer a 30-minute discovery call that's particularly useful to anyone who might be new to coaching. So I'll post a link to that in the show notes. You can also head over to my website, debbielee.co.uk and book yourself in for a slot there if it's something you might be interested in. So I hope that has been useful it's been really fun for me and yeah I'll look forward to, to hearing from some of you let me know what you've taken away from that and if you find it of any value and I shall speak to you again next week bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast if you've loved what you've heard I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast that we can help spread the word to all the other working mums out there looking for more balance in their everyday if you'd like to hear more you can find me on instagram at debbie lee co or on my website at debbielee.co.uk, where you can download your free kickstart guide to finding your balance as a working parent until then i look forward to speaking to you in the next episode bye for now